I'm going to look at Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, which is the, this commandment, and then I'm going to go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 to 3. So uh, Exodus 20, verse 12, honor your father and mother so that you may live long, uh, so you may live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. And then Ephesians 6, 1 to 3, children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, uh, so that I that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy lifelong on the earth. So honoring is a choice. It's a choice. And I think in our society, we don't do it enough. It's a choice of attitude. We're really good at having a bad attitude. Have you noticed recently, more than usual, society uh, and just people in general have had Bad attitudes. Uh, everything's bad, everything's negative, everything's horrible, everything's brutal. Well, it's very possible they're true, but that doesn't mean we can't find good. It doesn't mean we can't do good in that time. And so everything we do and how we act is a choice. And I've said this, since I was a youth pastor, we choose. We choose things. We choose negatives, we choose positives. And we can go down a path that we choose. Now, there are certain circumstances where we didn't choose and we were impacted by someone else's behavior, but we still can choose how we respond to anything, right? It, it, it's as simple as we've talked about this before, being in the line, waiting for a Starbucks, waiting for whatever, in, no matter what you're doing, in a line for anything. How many love lines? No, nobody does. They're horrible. We, we tend to get frustrated quickly. And, it, and, and our choice can be to not be frustrated. But we like to give in to the frustration. Whether it's at your work, whether it's at, you know, uh, at school, whether it's wherever you are, whether you're out doing something, we have a choice to respond a certain way. And I have to say, myself, speaking just for me only, uh, there's been times I've chosen rather quickly to respond in a way that maybe I shouldn't have. And we do that all the time. Well, we do it with our attitudes as well. We do, we do that with everything. We do it with honoring people. Have you ever noticed there's not a lot of honoring going on anymore in our world? We don't honor those that have come before us. We don't honor those that have done something great. It's just something we don't do because we're deep down selfish. And we're like, well, they didn't honor me so why, why should I honor them? Well, the fact is, sometimes it's right. It's right to honor someone for their work, position, whatever. <clears throat> so when we honor our parents, we bring pleasure to God. And he says he's going to bless us. Now, what that looks like, I don't know. I'm not gonna, when we talk about blessing, North American Christianity said blessing means riches. Eh, not material necessarily. It means he's going to bless you. He's going to walk with you. He's going to be Just being in God's presence is a blessing. So we need to recognize that blessing isn't exactly what we think it is. But he's going to bless us as a result of us doing. And, and, and what that really means to me is that because we are doing well, because we are doing right, certain things are going to fall in place. And God is saying, if you do this, this is, this is just naturally how it will happen. So it brings pleasure to God. And there's no age limit on this. When you turn 19 or 18 or when they kick you out of the house, <laughs> there's no age limit on honoring our parents. 
There's no age limit. But we tend to think, well, I'm an adult now. I don't have to listen. So I can do whatever I want. Well, yes, you can do whatever you want, but you still have to honor your mother and father. We never outgrow his instructions to, to honor our parents, no matter how old we are. And children learn. They learn by watching, no matter what the age, learn by watching more than hearing. And we need to do that so that we can show our kids how we want to be treated, how we want to model, we want to model that for them as we get older. And just in general, that we want to be treated well. So we need to treat our parents well. Does that mean there'll be mistakes? Does that mean things won't get down? There'll be problems, there'll be issues, there'll be disagreements. But honoring someone, man, we need to do that more often. And the way we honor somebody that maybe we don't respect, maybe your parents were brutal to you, maybe your mom, your dad, whatever. But the way we do that, the way we honor them is by recognizing that they've been made in the image of God, just like you and just like me. Fallen in the image of God. And we need to realize that all parents are imperfect people, and they make mistakes. And then there's also some that are just terrible parents. But we make mistakes. I know as raising two kids, I've made mistakes. I've mellowed in my, in my many years. I've mellowed. In certain things, other things just lose my mind. Michelle says to me sometimes, she goes, you know, you're good you're good with the big stuff. The big stuff doesn't phase you, but the little stuff drives you bonkers. And I'm like, you know why? Because the big stuff is made up of little stuff. And when little stuff goes sideways, it becomes big stuff. I can handle big stuff. Give me chaos, give me explosions, give me bodies everywhere. I, I can deal with that. I mean, I'm not saying literally, I'm figuratively. <laughs> I can handle it. Multiple car accidents, multiple... Church emergencies like the coffee's not made. These things are important. I can deal with these things. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> but, the, yeah, we, we, we need to be careful. We're imperfect. We make mistakes. We do dumb things. But we can honor our parents even if we don't respect their bad choices. We can. We can. And we're going to talk about this just a little bit today. The Hebrew word for honor in our scripture today, Exodus 20, verse 12, means to like bring to or be had an honor. It means to promote to honor. The Greek word for obey in Ephesians 6, 1 that we read uh, means to listen attentively or heed or confirm to a command or to be obedient to. And then the Greek word in Ephesians 2 for honor, so we talked about the Hebrew word meaning to promote honor. The Greek word in Ephesians means to fix value, to honor, to esteem. Now, honoring your father and mother is being respectful in word and in action and having an inward attitude of esteem for their position. The Greek word means to revere, prize, and value. And you're like, well, how do I value someone who has treated me poorly? Well, let me use a little illustration. Honor is giving respect not only for merit, but for rank. So, you may disagree with our beautifully haired prime minister. You, you may disagree with him. But... You may disagree with all his decisions and everything, but 
there still should be respect for the position he holds in our country. Okay? Maybe you don't respect him as a person, but you have to respect the position there. And we've gone away from respecting positions. We've really gone away from that now. We think, well, I could do a better job than them. Maybe you could. And when it's your turn and you do the work and get there, you can do it. But just because you think you can or maybe you have the, the knowledge to do it doesn't mean you're able to do it. There's, there's wisdom, there's experience, and there's time. So we need to respect. Now, there's always going to be anomalies. There's always going to be different things where whatever. But, and, and that type of leader, if, if they're a difficult leader to deal with or whatever, we, we, we can struggle with that. We can struggle with their choices. And so we don't respect that. But we need to respect the position. We just do. I mean, you see it on, on the, the social media where they're disrespecting police officers, right? Again, there's some bad ones and there's some good ones. In any job, there's good, there's bad. There's ones that aren't so good, there's ones that, you know, whatever. But we need to recognize that there's a respect for the position of authority. I remember growing up when I worked at the old Canadian Tire in Abbotsford, going back a few years, and we would hang out after work, outside of work, and chat. We'd park our cars, we'd all hang out, whatever. That's, you know, like a gaggle of teens just doing stuff, right? And we would talk, and the police would roll up. And anyone who disrespected the police or was afraid of them because they got into trouble for doing dumb things before would panic and freak out. And I would just sit there because, well, he's a police officer. I'm not going to think he's going to tase me right away. Maybe if I do something, but... And so he'd come up, and he'd talk. What are you guys doing here? Oh, we work here. Oh, what are you doing? Well, we just came out. We're just after shift. And he's like, okay, that's cool. We're just making sure that you're not up to, you know, whatever. And he goes, and move on. And, and I had one person say to me, I've never had a police officer talk so kindly to me. I'm like, did you always go, I didn't do anything. What am I doing here? Right? Like, why are you bothering me? We're just trying to hang out. It happens. Okay? As a fireman, you pull up on scene to something they shouldn't be doing, whatever it is. doesn't matter. And they go, what are you doing here? And it's like, now you've set, you've set a tone. And I have to try to balance that and try to talk with them to get them to calm down so I can explain why we're here. You know, by the way, your house is on fire. <laughs> yeah, sort of inconvenience you, but I was sleeping and now I'm here, so can you get out of the way? Right? That, that kind of stuff, right? Silly things. Or, or you get people just mad that you're around. Uh, police officers get way worse uh, than us, so they chose. They chose a gun instead of a pillow, so that's fine. That's their choice. That's their choice. But respect and honor has kind of disappeared. And so when we look at this, we need to... It doesn't matter if they deserve it. We should honor positions. We should honor parents specifically. So honor is a choice of attitude and recognition of a person's position given them by God, and so we honor our parents in our thoughts, in our words, and our actions. It doesn't mean you agree with everything they say. It doesn't mean that they were perfect. It just means that you honor them and you're respectful about it. I don't know if you've ever rightfully corrected your parent in a negative sort of way. How did that go for you? Right? How did that go? I've told my kids, I'll put you over my knee right now. No, I'm kidding. I don't do that. <laughs> but seriously, like, have we respected? Have we respected the positions? I don't know if we have. Are we choosing to be respectful and honoring? Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20 to 23 
The NLT version says, My son, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instruction. Keep their words always in your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, their counsel will protect you. When you wake up, they will advise you. For their command is a lamp and their instruction is a light. Their corrective discipline is the way to life. Proverbs. Now, maybe you're saying, well, my parents weren't really involved. Whatever. You know what? There's somebody in your life, if you've allowed them in, there's somebody that can be like a parent to you, that can help you, can walk you through things. If, but you still respect your parents, whether it's birth, whether it's adopted, it's whatever. You, you, you respect them. An important phrase in our scripture today in Ephesians 6, 1 says, in the Lord. You see, parents are authority ends where God's commands begin. You see, our authority, right? God does not expect us to obey a parent who is telling us to sin, to do wrong. He doesn't expect that. And you can do that. You can disobey with respect. You can. And it's okay. Now, if you're under the age of 19 and your parents are paying everything for you, you will do as they say. I'm sorry. That's how it works. Again, not if it's to do wrong or sin, but there has to be a respect. You know, the word no needs to be followed with a pretty darn good excuse for younger people. And so to honor our parents, we're showing respect. But it, that, that, that is like, he doesn't expect us to obey it. And we can still respect the fact that they are our parents, but we disagree. And we don't really practice this honoring our parents as much as we should in society and just honoring or respecting people in general. Um, we see a complete and utter disrespect of humanity in general. So we need to be that example to pass this on. This is why we, we talk so much about mentoring and having a spiritual person to, that's mature to walk alongside you to help you with these decisions and understand things um, so that we don't lose the important things that we've been brought up with. Right Now, sometimes it's gone too far, obviously, because of the definitions and people don't quite understand what it means to honor and respect. But if we actually understand it and continue to show it, we will help the next generation and they will help the next generation. But what I'm seeing in our world is an erosion of honor. We're seeing an erosion of that. And it, it's, it's not necessarily the, the most fun subject to talk about. But if we don't talk about it, we're going to lose it. And then we won't honor anybody. You know, the biggest complaint you can hear from people in, in uh, the industry, in business, in, in work, employment, is that they don't feel that they've been really appreciated enough. And we need to try and do better for that. But what I see is an erosion everywhere, just in our personal lives, too. We don't lift other people up as much as we should. When they've hit a milestone, milestones are huge. But we just go, eh, eh, nobody did it for me. So why? Why would I bother doing it for them? If we continue down that path, guess what? There'll be no honor, there'll be no respect, and there'll be chaos. See, as time goes on, we talked we talked about before about the sins of your of the of our fathers of our parents are passed down. It's because when they stop doing something and we don't correct it, 
it passed down to the next. And it affects each generation as we go. Everything we do impacts a generation. If we don't realize that, we're fooling ourselves because it's, 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 it's happening in front of us. We're seeing society erode. Now, that's all negative and it's not very fun to talk about, but, but we need to recognize. So what can we do? What's the good thing we can do? Well, we can be the difference. You can be that example. You can be that difference. And in this specific illustration, God is saying, do this and you'll be blessed, meaning you'll be able to bless others too. You'll be able to pass that on. And then in turn, they'll bless you and they'll respect and honor you. And you're not doing it for, that, for, the, for the prize. You're doing it because God said that's the best way, to, that's better. It's a better way. Do this. So we don't practice it as much, and we need to. So how can we quickly, how can we practically honor our parents? And again, this goes whether you're adopted, fostered, whether your parents were good, whether they were bad. Okay, it covers everything. First, you and I, we need to forgive. We need to forgive. That's probably the toughest thing. I started out with that because it's going to just swirl around for a while. But we need to forgive. No matter what, we need to forgive. And that, and that doesn't just go for our parents, but even in our own personal relationships and everything, we need to forgive. We need to let go. No parent is perfect. We know that. Um, if we can remember that our parents did the best they could with what was given to them, then we'll be able to forgive them. You see, we have to realize that in different times, and this is where we're struggling today in our society, there were in different times, there were different things going on. There were diff different difficulties. Um, there were societal issues uh, that came from you know, even further generations that maybe they were not great, maybe they were great, and there's things that we, we should let go and there's things we should keep. But our parents had a certain set of things that they, they were given some tools. Think about a tool in your toolbox. They were given this toolbox to raise kids and it probably had a screwdriver in it. And that's it. And they said, now, build a human help this person, this human being, become something. They maybe were just given that. Or maybe they were given an empty toolbox and had no idea what to do. And maybe you were lucky. You got a parent that had a full toolbox and was able to help you, was able to walk with you through everything and was just perfect. That's awesome. A great parent. But you had some that had less tools. So it was more difficult for them to know how to deal with the problems that come up in life. Because, man, they couldn't even deal with their own issues. How are they, they going to help you with your issues? And they, they can't even deal with their own. So forgiving them for that would be a good place to start. You see, parents, we have sinned against our kids. We've made unwise decisions. Um, we've had unrealistic expectations on them. How many have had that? Right? Don't put your hand out. I'm just saying. We, we, we can put expectations. Well, well, I would do it this way. Well, they're not you. And, and we struggle with that. We do. We may have said things or done things that have left our kids deeply wounded. And for that reason, 
Many of us and many of children, many, you know, kids come up through adulthood with anger and bitterness, and they let it control their lives in everything they do. And they're just angry all the time because they had a bad upbringing. But you have a choice. You have a choice you can forgive and you can move forward. Sometimes we can find ourselves unable to move past our parents' mistakes. But we honor our parents by extending grace and extending forgiveness. So work on forgiving. Secondly, support them. One author says that even if parents have no, no, no financial needs, there's still a Christian obligation for hands-on loving care. Nurses may be employed, but there must be more. There cannot be, it cannot be done by proxy. Uh, emotional neglect and abandonment is not an option, um, for such conduct is worse than an unbeliever. You see, we need to come alongside our parents. We need to support. We can't just pay things out if we've got the money to do it. We need to come along. They need human interaction with us. And we forget that because we're so focused all the time. So we need to forgive, we need to support them, and we need to provide for them. Our parents raised us. If you want me to actually go through the bank financials, it can be expensive. Everything costs money. And 8.2% more Excited about that now? It's brutal, but guess what? Our parents raised us, and we need to figure out how to help them. As they get older, there, there may be a need for us to help them financially, whatever that looks like. And you're like, I can't do that. Okay, well, what, what can you do? What can you do to help them? And I'm not talking about a parent that's demanding you pay for things. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying if they need help. You also, not just financially, though, when you, when you come alongside them and provide for them, you also are an advocate. As our parents get older, you're an advocate for them. I and my wife had to be an advocate for my mother for quite a few years before she passed. She didn't know where to go. She didn't know what to do. didn't know how to get it. Mixed information all the time. It's difficult to navigate our system if you don't know it. And so to advocate for our parents, we had to. I had to advocate with doctors. I went into every appointment with my mother. If I couldn't go, my wife went. And we sat there. We listened, we heard, and we helped. We wrote down things, and then we provided a plan. We helped her make decisions on that, too, got her input, but we were there with doctors. Housing. I basically used my position as a pastor to bribe a Baptist organization to take my mother to help her. To with the daily things, to get her in. We jumped from a year wait to two months. Thank you, Jesus, because it was necessary for her to be there. And so I said, I went to the management of the organization, and I said, hey, my mom would be great here, and here's why, and also, I'm a pastor. And they went, we love pastors. And I'm like, thank you. I'm so glad you do, Mother. I said, I'll do anything for you at this place. I'll sing, I'll dance, I'll do whatever you want. I'll come and hang out with the old people all day long. I need her in here. She needs proper meals. She needs everything. She needs all that stuff. And I got her in. I advocated for her. And am I ashamed of that? No way. 
I work the system, and that's how it goes. If you're not going to work it, come talk to me. I'll show you how. (laughs) Food. I would go into my mom's place, open up her cupboard. Mom needs food. (laughs) Food came. My brother sometimes did it. I did it. My wife did it. Our kids did it. I did my mom's taxes for her. You think, well, that's no big deal. Well, she didn't know how. I did her taxes as an advocate for her with the government. And then I did her funeral. And thanks to Jonathan Chapman, who was amazing and did everything. If you ever have to deal with that, please talk to me. I'll talk to him. We'll get you connected because he's amazing at what he does. But he helped me with the paperwork, he helped me with all that. And then I had to arrange the funeral, I had to do the funeral. I, I sang, I did the worship, I preached because my mom made me in her wishes just to get at me one more time. Because <laughs> I just wanted to sit there and mourn, but I couldn't because there were too many people here that needed somebody to be, you know, walking them through it. And then I also had an AGM in four days after that here at the church. And then a week later, I had to do Brandon's wedding. And I said, well, my nervous breakdown will be the Monday after his wedding. Let's do that. Let's have a breakdown then. So I booked a spa, pedicures, make it happen. I got a seaweed wrap, maybe too much information for you, but it was amazing. And I cried for hours. And then, done. All right. And then I was like kind of a basket case for a few weeks, but we sorted it out. But I advocated for her because I was honoring her. I honored what she wanted. She was my mother. She was not perfect, but I honored her. And I'll do the same for my father if I have to. I will not hold grudges. I will not do that. It doesn't mean I allow certain things in my life that are destructive, but I'm telling you right now, we have to provide And whether that's you being there just listening and talking and visiting or doing more, like I've explained, we need to. And on top of all of this advocation, you still have to live your life. You still have to work. If you've got young kids, you've got to deal with that. Like There's a lot going on. So we forgive, we support, we provide, whatever that looks like. I don't know about you, but... We really need to bring back honoring. Honoring our parents specifically in this scripture. Because they impact us the most. We think that it's other things. And I'm not saying my parents were not perfect. They made plenty of mistakes. I saw a lot of horrific things as a kid. And then growing up, dealt with a lot of that stuff. And the the, the issues of trust and all that that were projected onto myself and and you know what? I, I, don't, I don't blame her. You know, and my father, he's, you know, he still phones me every now and then, and we talk, and he's like, oh, I didn't know if I'd recognize your voice anymore. <laughs> That's mainly my fault because I do forget, right? Like I think, oh, I just talked to you yesterday, and he's like, that was three weeks ago, and I'm like, you're right, it sure was. Time's just moving fast. But we need to honor them. And so today, as we... Think about this commandment. Maybe it's the memory. I mean, obviously I'm not saying remember it better than it was, but can we forgive? Today, can you forgive? Can you let go? And if your parents are still here, can you 
Can you provide something? Can you forgive them? Can you come alongside them and support them in some way? Again, it doesn't have to be necessarily financially, but that can be part of it. Or, and can you provide for them? Can you be an advocate? Can you stand in the gap for them? Let's not forget they raised us, good or bad. They had what they could do with what they had, and they did it. And some, some of us have had difficulty, some of them worse. And they're like, yeah, it was, it was not good. Yeah, I get it. But they had their own struggles. And they were dealing with stuff just like you and just like me. So if we can do that today, I think we'll move ahead and we'll pass something down to the generations of how we should treat our parents and in general just everyone. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you. Thank you that we have your word to set us straight, to put us on a path to correction. Help us to embrace your word and then put it into action. Let us be able to forgive. Let us to to be able to support and to provide for our parents and be a light in a dark world. Thank you for everything you've done and what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen.